Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Are you a good whistler? No, not at all. <laughs> I think we should just start off all email podcasts with just some random conversation. Whistle. whistle and random conversation. That do you know what that whistle was? Were you trying to do Mayberry? Was it? Was no, it I could do Mary, Mayberry. You Mayberry can't. is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But you didn't get what I was doing? Uh, well, Let me yeah. try it again. Now you're making me laugh. What is it? Oh, Steve! That's what that was. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> oh, did I, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, this is from my man, one of the loyal listeners. Uh, I told you, Culture K from Toronto, and I put his first up because he finally said to me in an Instagram DM, dude, why are you not reading my emails? You read Matthew Riggins all the time, <laughs> but not mine. So, and, and again, Farah, Shamor, Sergio Sosa, Leslie V, Matthew Riggins, fucking Culture K. You're one of the loyalists, baby. So I don't want to make you feel a certain type of way. And, and listen, dude, I really do be getting forgetful. Like sometimes I'll be on the, I, I have you on the list, but then some shit happens and it just throws my whole shit off. That's why sometimes I hate when I get gas and I burp on the podcast because that throws my mind off. I'll be trying to remember shit, and I go, and then everything discombobulates. Um, so here you go, baby. I'm going to have you up first. And just so y'all know, this was the dude who, when he would leave me voicemail messages on my DM, I said sound like he was laying down because everything was so smooth. And Hey, Aries, big fan. <laughs> I was 
like, nigga, get up, nigga. Put your drawers on. You sound like you got your nuts out. So here he goes. Killer Instinct. Kolsch Soul. Aries and Andy, usually I enjoy writing long emails, but I'm making this short. If you two could take, both could take 10 human beings with you to the afterlife, who would y'all take? Nigga, that's a lot. I don't even know 10 motherfuckers. Um, okay, so let's answer that question first. Who would you want to take with you to the afterlife? And, I, and I'm assuming, could they be famous or people you just... I don't think you... He can't be asking about like family because he wouldn't know who any of those people were. Right. So he has to mean people that are famous, right? Take with me. To go hang out with in the afterlife. I, I could tell you who I'd like to see in the afterlife. Like I said, my fantasy is that in the afterlife, we all could fly and we could relive certain moments or have certain <laughs> things happen. Uh, I would love to see... He ain't dead yet, but fuck it. If I could take him with me so it could happen, I would love to see Mike Tyson fight Ali, both in their prime in the afterlife. I would like to roll a blunt with Biggie. Um, uh, I'd like to hang out with Tupac. Fuck my Angelou. Uh, that is good, Derek. You got to see Afion Crockett do my Angelou. It's fucking <laughs> sick. When they come. Um, dude, that 10 motherfuckers is a lot, dog. Um, what I say? I said, my Angelou, Tupac, Biggie. Ali, I take Tyson with me. That's five. I don't know. That's a lot, nigga. That's a lot. I would take only, it would be comics. It would be 10, because I would just All want. A dead comics? No, no, just you said 10 people. He didn't say they had to be dead. Right. So. Well, if you go into the afterlife. Yeah, but going. Up when Jesus. I'm going to bust up in the motherfucker. You know what that is? Oh. Life. Eddie Murphy oh, yeah, yeah, Martin. Martin, yeah. The upper room. Go ahead. I, uh, I, it would have to be comics because I, the best conversations I always have are just hanging out with comics. Right. So I, I can't think of, I, I wouldn't take anybody political because I don't really want to listen to political stuff at that point. I just, right. I, not from a, a, a political person's perspective. Right. From a comics perspective, it'd be fine. So I'm taking. All comics. Yeah, it'd be Chappelle. It'd be. Live, yeah, if you're talking about like that, then yeah, my other five, Chappelle, Patrice, Pryor, gotta take some pussy in the afterlife. And in the afterlife, you could fuck whoever you want, and she can't say no. Uh, <laughs> Boy, your afterlife is really different than everybody else's. I my you. afterlife is some shit, make you want to leave now. Uh, who's, somebody, who's bad, bitch? Uh, Beyonce... Uh, fuck! I don't know. Megan Fox. Uh, Megan Fox always still comes up on my my list like that. Does she? But I want it from that first. I want her from the first uh, Transformers. Yeah. Why she don't look good now? She looks good, but I mean that right. first Transformers that was right. Um, in your afterlife, you don't have no special like I, flight. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you could just fly around? And like in Manhattan and peer in people's apartment windows? I, I don't. In my afterlife, we don't have bodies. Oh, this shit sucks. We're energy. 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 That is the gayest fucking uh, Jamaican shit I've ever. Your energy. You got to have the energy. 
You're all energy. Fuck that. You can, if you're energy, you can fly. We all look 20 and we can fly. What, what, what if you look better at 40? No, trust me, nigga. I look better at 20. I'm we, 40 now. I'm, I'm going to tell you this then. I'm going to tell you this for, without a doubt. Uh, if everyone looks 20, then I definitely would want to be 40 because I did best <laughs> in my 40s with 20-year-olds than I did ever in my whole life. So that's it. Yeah. What you mean in terms of women? Yeah. But you do even better in your afterlife because of your energy. Oh, yeah, my energy at 40, my energy is fucking awesome. All right. Second question. If you both could trade any of your personality traits for another trait to elevate your life game, what would they be? Like I get to trade yours or like I pick well, one of yours? He goes, who would you want to take these traits from? For example, Aries mentioned his work ethic needs to improve. Trade it for... Jordan killer instinct, perhaps. I take your confidence. I just wish I had confidence. I wish I believed in myself that way. Right. I discipline. Discipline. That's I, a good one. I, I discipline. Because if I had the right discipline, uh, damn, I'd have a six pack, nigga. You know, dude. Sometimes on Instagram. You ever stop and look at those food like things where you just scroll and it's nothing but food? Yeah. Some of the pizzas on them, the pepperonis, when the pepperoni is cooked, where it's dark but oily and melted into the cheese. Oh my God, nigga. Oh. Dude, I saw this uh, dinner party one time where they had Chaz Palminteri was on it. And he was talking about how good burgers look and then how good burgers look. And then, he's, then the guy goes, so, so do you eat them? He goes, oh, no, never. Like, to have that kind of discipline to be like, oh, this looks good. That smells good. good. But no, I can't eat it because it, it doesn't fit my what I do for, to keep this working the way that it does. What, what do you think is harder, to turn down really great-smelling, great-looking food when you're hungry or some pussy. Well, you can't live if you don't have nutrients. There's nutrients and botanicals in the pussy. <laughs> uh, you don't really want to turn down either of those. That's you don't, but if you had to. I mean, is it life or death? Nah. But, you know, you're starving. Your stomach is touching your back. And you walk past that Philly cheesesteaks place. But there's a good looking, like an unbelievably. The bad bitch across the street. I've never. And been... she's fucking foaming at the vagina for you. I've, I've never been that hungry for any kind of food. That mm. I, if, if it was, if, if it was that, if, if that's the question, she wanted me. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to skip a meal. All right. So, okay, yeah, discipline for me, and you said confidence for you. I need confidence. We're off to see the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, y'all break down, y'all, by the way, y'all break down the last dance beautifully. Aries, you may be the first to do a Jordan impression. Sad Jordan sounds like Rocky. Love and peace, brothers. <laughs> you don't really have to do this, but that's how I play the game. If you don't want to play the game that way, don't play the game. Break. This is for daddy. 
uh, I think I, I was confused as to whether or not I read your email because I remember the Rocky part. <clears throat> and I thought I did Jordan doing Rocky. But Andy did say that. Um, and I did do that. So that's what was throwing me yeah. off. But I didn't remember the thing about the traits or the uh, taking the 10 people with you. Drink. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me scroll back. So, so you believe that you're going to have sex in heaven? Nonstop. No, no diseases. But you're not. Condoms don't even exist in heaven. But but procreation isn't necessary in heaven. So why would you think that you're going to have it in heaven? What do you mean procreation isn't necessary? And not in heaven. Because... No, but you, for enjoyment. But pure enjoy, pure enjoyment. But if it's not necessary. Why and, and you, why do you think that you? Well, what do you mean? What's not necessary? You don't have to have kids, so why would you? You don't. Pro- you wouldn't procreate, so the genitals would be. But you're not looking to procreate. But that's what I'm saying. Genitals aren't even going to be necessary. That's why I said we're going to be more of an energy than we are. Of, I hate uh, your heaven, nigga. I'm com- matter of fact, I'm going to heaven, and the dick gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're gonna have a dick, <laughs> I, I hope so for me. Bust up in the motherfucker. Upper room. <clears throat> Max Castillo. Cop comedy. Listening to y'all's podcast and the buddy cop question came up. And the best person to pair up with Denzel is Martin Lawrence. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Like I said, Martin is hilarious to me in movies. And in Bad Boys, he's fucking hilarious. So I'd like to see that from him and Denzel. Um... I just want to shout this dude out. This ain't really nothing. He, he's the one that sent me the Dave Chappelle video. Aaron Johnson. Thank you, brother. I'm glad you put me up on game. That shit was phenomenal. Um, how you say this name? Q-U-A. I don't know. You ain't going to try. Nah. Kwati. I think I just got it. Kwati. And he says, the best damn podcast on air today. What up, Aries? Real quick. You are my brother from another mother. I've been a fan since the 90s when you was a teenager. Jerry Maguire, Mad TV, your impressions. Your interviews with Vlad are always on point. Modern, moist rappers, etc. You're one of the funniest clips on YouTube is you selling chicken yikin to the Spanish dude. Laugh my ass off. Gotta be careful, nigga. Uh, You and Andy have the best damn podcast on today. The yin-yang shit Y'all got going. Y'all got going. I hope you motherfuckers last at least a decade. I love the walks down memory lane. 80s movies, 90s, 80s toys. And both of you guys take on current events are highly insightful. I wanted to implore you to watch Snowfall. In my opinion, that is the second best series ever. Breaking Bad is number one. The fuck out of here. I haven't watched all the Sopranos. The fuck out of here. But I do love what I have seen. I will sit down and watch the entire run by Christmas. Keep doing what you do, brother. Peace, Andy. Big Q from Atlanta. Did I, I really liked that uh, he committed to watching Sopranos. But like most people say, I'm going to watch it all day. He's like, by Christmas. Yeah, like he's giving himself time. Yeah. To, to, I don't know that I like that. No, I think you, you want to enjoy it. You don't want to just you know, consume it. You want to. But when you enjoy it, you consume it. Yeah, 
But sometimes I, I, I've watched episodes of Power where I just want to get through it. Like, I'm like, I just got to get through this episode. Jesus. Oh, wow. Uh, um, Isaiah the character, part two. I, can't, I don't know if there's a part one. This is part two. I wanted to see 85 South show and Spears Steinberg combination, but do a live crowd show that will be awesome. By the way, Andy, a cool guy. I liken, I think, we need to... I love it when you just... It's going off the rail. This, the, the, this is a drunk driver, and he's about to slaughter a family. Dude, I write the worst emails, too, so I'm never mean to people on this. But the way Andy, a cool guy, I liken, I think, we need two guys with different backgrounds and a podcast like this. Oh, do you watch Walking Dead? I'm trying to watch it. But I heard you talking about the Breaking Bad, so I'll have to come back to The Walking Dead. Peace, my brothers. Uh, Walking Dead, the first few seasons, I thought were great. Right. But then, like a lot of stories, it just continues to repeat the same story with different characters and different... Right. Especially in The Walking Dead, because that's really all you're doing is trying to survive, and you're also right. then becoming the... You, you realize that the zombies aren't the people that you got to worry about. It's the other humans. Right. And so that story just gets told over and over in many different mm. ways through different characters. So the first, I think, three, four seasons, I'm, I was in it, and then I... I, I bailed. I, yeah. All right. This is from Mookie, and this is really to you, Steve. <laughs> and incidentally, um, we want to apologize to the people whoever didn't get the full podcast the other day because it wasn't Steve's fault uh, somewhere in the pipeline something got fucked up there was a glitch in, the, was a glitch in, in, in the how it was downloaded yeah so yeah so just don't blame Steve but if, if you if you only listen to the first 49 minutes last Thursday dump that and re-upload it and you'll get the full two it was a two hour and like nine minute podcast so if you dump that first 49 minutes you, you and upload it you'll get the full uh, podcast yes so Matthew says Steve be smoking that good shit Yo, Aries, Steve really got one more time to fuck up the editing. He cut it off while you were in mid-sentence. Come on, Steve. No, no, no. Mook, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't Steve's fault. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to read that, so hopefully Steve got a kick out of it. I'm glad you did, because I would have forgot to tell people to, uh, to get rid of, to, to, to delete that download and re-up it, and you'll get the real thing. So. Right. Um, hey, Mookie. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Suck my balls. Let's see. Daniel Burns, response to the Denzel scenario. Yo, what's good, fellas? Aries, I agree with your choice of Dave. I left off Kevin Hart because I wanted the options of comedians to be edgy ones. Kevin is equivalent to soft porn. He never really goes full edgy. He's making a great living with soft porn. He never, uh, you made a great point with Chris Rock in regards to being on stage and film. I have that issue with Martin. I know you didn't care much for his sitcom, didn't care for his sitcom much, but I don't find his stand-ups to be at that level everyone puts him at. I think Martin is one of the funniest sitcoms of all time. Over the top, over the top at times, yes, but shit was still hilarious. Am I wrong for thinking life is funnier slash better movie than Harlem Nights? I feel they wasted a great opportunity with the caliber of comedians they had in the film. Funny moments, but overall not a funny film. I just started the first seasons of Sons of Anarchy. Thanks to you guys. Homeboy that can't stop jerking off is hilarious. I give you guys my opinion when I'm done with the series. Um, dude, I always said I thought life was underrated. 
It's so underrated. Um, him and Martin are great together, Eddie and Martin, in that movie. Uh, and, you know, I agree with you about Harlem Nights. And, and when I saw it at the time, I was a teenager. So I was just getting into my comedy career. So I just thought, this is the dream team of movies, of comedies. Pryor, Murphy, Fox, who are originally the kings of comedy, the original, original kings of comedy. And when I went to the movies, I liked it, but I think for all the wrong reasons. Um, now that I'm older, I look at it, and I, I feel the same way. That should have been better than that. Um, but Eddie also directed that movie. And, it, and to his own admission, it was his first and last directorial debut. Because um, he said, yo, to, to wear that many hats is hard. And you have to act. He co-wrote. He directed. And he said, as you're directing, it's hard to perform and direct and see it from different places. So, yeah, man, I, I, I thought that money that movie should have been much better. And I don't think it's funnier than life. I, uh, God, the, the wrong word was to say, I, I just... I'm a little older than you, so when I when I saw Harlem Nights, I just thought I I grew up with all those comics, and I wanted more. I just wanted yeah, more. Yeah, I, and, and and it's no one's fault. I I didn't blame it on anybody. I don't even right. blame it on 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 him being a first time Eddie being a first time director. Uh, it, it's just hard to put. You know, it, it, we did the basketball draft the other day, and I'm just saying it would be hard to put Jordan, Kobe, and uh, and LeBron all in the starting lineup. It's right. hard to make that all come together when you got that much talent at one time. Right. And, and so I, I don't know. I, I just, that was one of those movies where I went in going, this is going to be. Yes, what you thought. Great. Yeah. And it, it was, it was, it was good. Right. Well, swallow it and shut the fuck up. Betty, how you leave a little bit of orange juice in there? Hey, what, what, you know, before we stray too far off, when we're talking about, uh, Back with Denzel. What about Eddie Griffin? We never even brought up Eddie Griffin. Good choice. Gritty. Yeah. Gritty, gritty, gritty. Especially now. Especially yeah, Eddie now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, let me ask your opinion on this. Because once upon a time ago, and I think it seemed like both these movies somehow dissipated. Mike Epps was supposed to be doing the Rich Pryor story. And I think that kind of went away. Um, There's been like six people that are supposed to. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, they were going to do the Red Fox story, and they were going to have Tracy Morgan play Red Fox. I don't see it. And, and listen, Tracy's a talented guy. Red Fox, nigga. I. Um. <clears throat> somebody gonna get pregnant. You ain't pregnant. I, 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 I just don't see it, dude. Have you have you seen have have you ever seen Tracy act though like really act? He always has these little these little. What 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 if he's what if he can act? What if he can do? What if he does? I. The voice, the look, it does not scream Red Fox in any way. Like how Jamie when he put the glasses on, he's right. I was just gonna say though. Ray. I was just gonna say if I was gonna leave it up to someone to to do it, I would have said Jamie Foxx only because he's such a fucking great actor that he would figure it out. But I mean, I kind of get the idea. I just if he if he can do it, but you got to do the voice, you got to do the mannerisms. Uh, 
folks, if you can Google it, I'm sure, maybe. It might be such a short clip, you can't Google it. I did a movie called Why Do Fools Fall in Love, which was the Frankie Lyman story. And the director, uh, I forget his name, last name, Nava, something. He directed this Selena movie with, with, with uh, Jennifer Lopez. I played Red Fox in, in, in the movie. And I did the whole bit where Red goes, I was making love to one girl and she said, hurt me. So I hit the bitch with a brick. And then after that, I go, thank you, good night. They cut my shit down to thank you, good night. Alex Thomas actually, and they even cut his shit because Alex comes out, introduces me. Ladies and gentlemen, Red Fox. I come out, I do the quick bit. I say good night. Alex comes back out, give it up for Red. Man, they cut me down to nothing. And then we shot an extra scene where I'm at the table, and it's me, uh, Lorenz Tate, who plays Frankie Lyman, and Vivica Fox, and some other nigga who had been in a lot of movies. And I improvised all my... The director was Gregory Nava. He was such a dick, dude. Like, And this is earlier in my career where I didn't know the workings of, of film, the technicalities of it, because at one point I set a line at the table that I wasn't happy with, and I said, can we, can we do it over? Let's do it over, please. He goes, he yells at me. He goes, it's cut. The word is cut. And only I say that. Oh, shit. So I improvised this whole moment at the table. Uh, Fats Domino. Oh, and, and one dude, the fat dude was playing Fats Domino. So um, he comes over to the table. And because how big he was, I went, holy shit, it's Fats Domino and poker. Like making a more than one game. They cut all that shit out, man. I mean, they cut all that shit out. Did, were, were, did they, everybody keep their straight face? Or they, they, they were dying. <laughs> Dude, this is why I say I feel like my career has just been cursed. Everything I've done, it either that matters has either hit the cutting room floor or didn't come out or some other shit I was screwed. There's that. I remember when I did Jerry Maguire, that ending scene uh, where where Cuba gets the contract on the Roy Firestone show. I swear to God, I improvised this whole moment. And when Cameron Crowe, the director, yelled cut, Tom Cruise shook my hand. Renee Zellweger grabbed my face and kissed me. I destroyed. None of that made it. The Underground with Damon Wayans. One season from Showtime. Not because they canceled it. Damon just didn't want to do it no more. So I've done so many things where it's just like, fuck. The movie I did, Kings, with Halle Berry and Daniel Craig. I think you were with me when we were in um, Pleasanton. Yeah. Movie never came out. No advertisement, no nothing. And if it had come out, it was slated to come out the same time as Endgame. So that's why I'm bitter. So would you? How, how would you do the? Would you do the role? Would you do the Red Fox story? I said, "Thank you for bringing me back." I said all that to say this: when you see the clip, and they had dyed my hair red at the time, and I was forty pounds lighter, I looked like Red Fox, dog. When you see Red's young picture, yeah. with his hair slicked back in a perm, yeah. I had a perm. They dyed it red. I had on the suit I had on in the movie. I had a cigarette in my hand and a drink. And a little pencil mustache. Yes. And that's not me being vain. Yes. 
And the voice, I would have to tweak a little bit, but the gruff is there. That's why I don't see Tracy Morgan. But did you break your big teeth? Red is red is uh, that's red. Yeah, I told the bitch, uh, uh, Elizabeth, I'm coming, Elizabeth. That's red. I'm breaking your dick. But you don't uh, listen. I think you could do it without a doubt. But you don't know what his take is. Maybe his take is that whoa, voice. Whoa, 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 His take. There's only one take. The well, actual person. Maybe he has it. Maybe he can do it. Mate, you know what? You're right. Theoretically, you're right. I don't know. I can't see. Because we know Tracy from Cop Out to 30 Rock to SNL to Stand Up. He's that voice. Yeah, but he's that character. They, they keep putting him in. The, this could be his but brain. But that's not his character. That's who he is. Okay. That's his personality. I, I put a condom on in front of my daughter so she know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he, I, you know what, if, if uh, this works out for uh, Tracy Morgan, I hope you get to play Tracy Morgan in the Tracy Morgan story. I, I hope so, <laughs> nigga. They'll probably give it to Jay Moore. <laughs> and listen, I love Tracy. I, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on Tracy at all. Tracy's my man. Um, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm not going to lie and go, yeah. And if he does it, nigga, rock it. Congratulations. That's one of the dudes I've never met, and I wish I so want to meet him someday. Yeah, he's a wild dude at times, dog. He's a, he, he just says outlandish shit. I, I saw him, but I didn't get to meet him. I remember I saw a clip of him performing at the Cobbs in San Francisco. This nigga really did a bit about eating an elephant's pussy from the back. <laughs> you guys can't see it because it's obviously. But the physicality was he literally took both his hands and parted the elephant's ass. And just that's how you... When you eat elephant pussy, you got to open that big pussy and, and you lick that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jonte Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and the great part was the audience. Because some of them were laughing, but some were mortified, nigga. You got pussy, and when you open that, all that elephant pussy be in your face, you dig it. Uh, uh, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how you come up with that, man? <laughs> Eating an elephant. What, what, what would make you eat an elephant's pussy in any realm of reality? No, you know, to me, what's funnier is even funnier than coming up with it. Is that you come up with it, and I can imagine going into a green room, you know, where you're going to be on a showcase show with a bunch of comics, and you, you know, Tracy comes in, and he has this idea of eating the elephant pussy, and he looks at like four or five comics, and he says, and he says, God, you know, I came up with this idea. Right. Wait till you see this. I eat an elephant pussy on stage, <laughs> right? right? And you know, he everybody went, oh, it's Tracy, yeah. and then he went, and they all looked at each other, and go, that's fucking, that's not going to work at right, all. That's right, not, right, 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 right. <laughs> and he just. He just goes out there and does it. That is, to me, uh, that the behind the scenes is so important to me. But it's just, I could imagine people, the other comics just going, nah, man, this Tracy guy. The fact that he may even run that past them. Yeah. And do they sit there and pretend? Yeah, of course it's they Tracy? do. Because Tracy? Yeah, of course they do. I want y'all, this is my bit tonight. I want y'all to look. I'm going to eat an elephant pussy. I'm going to like this. <laughs> and I'm going to lick the pussy. You got you all elephant juice, pussy juice in your mouth. <laughs> you know they were in there. Don't trace this. That's genius, nigga. Um, okay. Jonte Taylor. My top 
podcast. Joe Budden podcast. Good podcast. Yeah. The Jew and the Jerk. David Banner podcast. Just to name a few. And also, what do you guys think about the deal Joe Rogan got? $10 is not a lot of money. Laugh my ass off. Stay up, guys. Yeah, he uh, deserves it, man. He uh, he put in the work. He put in the work. Dude, I, I honestly. $100 million. When Rogan started doing four-hour podcasts, I was like, why are you doing it? Who wants to listen for four? I, I'm, I was obviously wrong. I, I'm down to like, I think people should only do 20-minute podcasts. And he's going two, three, four hours. Let me tell you something. This is just, this is the truest shit ever. And like I said, I, I, Chris Rock said this. A comics audience is his congregation. And a congregation, congregation is loyal to their pastor. And I hate to almost put it in biblical or church terms because that seems like that's doing a lot. Like, you ain't all that high and mighty. But when your fans love you, dog, they'll go through the fire with you. If they love you and they really, you touch them, they'll listen. Unless it just stinks. No, and then going back to what Chappelle said, it's, it's Rogan's doing his, his himself. He's talking right. and asking questions, and, and he's leading with his, his intrigue on, right. on, on who he's talking to. Right. I mean, that's exactly what Chappelle says is the important thing to do, and, and Rogan didn't say that. He just does that. I mean, he uses uh, whatever he's thinking and what he feels is important at the moment. That's who he's talking to. And, and let me tell you guys again, and I know I ain't you know, no Chappelle by any means, but again, I've gone places, and it. I have to take a step back. When we did uh, Stress Factory in, in Bridgeport, I think I got there before you. And like I said, this has happened to me twice or three times. I walked in the room, and the whole place erupted in applause. Yeah. And, and, and it happened to me in Orlando when the improv was at Church Street, its original location. And it happened to me the first time I went into Zanies in Chicago. And I mean, you feel like a rock star, but that's because you touch people that seriously. They they're in fucking awe. So yeah, but a hundred million, man, goddamn, that's why I'm like, there's money in this, and not like we're doing it for the money, but since we're here, It'd be we nice. might as well get paid. But I think that hundred million may seem. Uh, the way this is working, that could seem small in the in the near future. I'll take it. I'll take that kind of small. I, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not, that's not to say that he 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 got a bad deal. I think he got a great deal. I'm just saying this medium, the way that it's working, who knows? But Rogan earned it. He really did. Yeah. I want to read this to you first. Then I want to show you the picture. Okay. This is from Apollo Liftoff. He goes, "Are white people's actually doing too much?" We need white people for change, but nigga, what the fuck is this? Do we ask for this? Why is this dude on the left smiling? They got sorry shirts on like jagged edges, so-so deaf chains. If they doing this, I want a picture of me as Big Daddy Kane in the Long Live the Kane album cover. What kind of picture would you guys want? I'm not complaining about this. At least they're trying. This is a little extreme, but it's definitely better than nothing. What do you guys think about this picture? Andy, I'm going to show you the picture, and then we're going to describe it. And remember, this is, they're not mocking. 
They're trying to bring attention to our plight. Are they doing too much? Yeah. Okay, here's the picture. Uh, they got white. These white people are posing like some of the slave pictures you've seen where they got chains around their wrists and their necks are in these harnesses like cattle or like horse. Um, yeah. Why? Okay, here's, here's my question for, for, for the people that would do this picture. We have enough pictures. Right. It's not about the pictures anymore. It's about the actions to change it, not to show another picture of like, we know, right. we know you we know. sympathize. Yeah, we already know, okay. Right. And, and the way that you can sympathize, empathize, is to, is to be out for change or not, but just just to mock up. Uh, but is it mocking? Is I, I, I'm not saying mocking. I said mock up, oh, like to, oh. to 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 re. Right. But why why do I need to see a white? Fa- I understand the theory. If it was a white, if it was white people, wouldn't right. you feel differently? Well, it isn't white people. Number one. So, but we should feel differently anyway. I don't need to see a white face to make me feel differently about uh, about the situation. But let me think of. Let me hit it to you like this. You don't think that it maybe helps the message or drives more power to it to see something that shocking? If you're shocked by it, I don't think that you're getting the message anyway. Like if you say, oh, well, it's a white face. Now I'm shocked. I don't think that you, you were getting you're somebody who's going to get that message. <laughs> right. I, 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 I think I don't. To have empathy is to be able to see a situation and know that that's not the situation you would want to be in. By putting your face in it isn't showing empathy. It's showing this. It could have been you. That's not. And you don't think that's a, a powerful message? It could be, but I think the message, I, I think we have enough pictures where we see someone shackled that you already have that and you don't need to. Uh, it's almost like I, I, if you go to a, a play, a uh, a period piece play it's just and you see people acting it out it's to it's to remind you of what had happened and to give you a, an idea of what happened this isn't what happened and i understand what they're trying to say i don't know that that's necessary we already know right like oh, how much more is this what you need to know is this, is this, this doesn't inspire empathy. This inspires fear. You shouldn't be fearful. You should have empathy and want to make a change. Fear is, a, you, when we react out of fear, I don't know, we, we scramble. This isn't about scrambling. This is about us having a clear point of view that we know something is fucked up and we need to unfuck it. Right. And I get what, I, I get the other part of it where this is, wasn't created, this situation wasn't created by uh, people of color. And I, I, I'm saying that because we, we brought up a lot of Mexican stuff on this. Right. So I want to use people of color for this. We know this wasn't set up by them. This was set up by a, a, a systematic uh, structure of, of, of how we, we built this country. So it is up to white people to fix this. But I, I, I get... If that's the imagery, I guess they need to be able to see this. But who is that for? Because they're wearing shirts that say sorry. Yeah. So who are they apologizing to wearing the shirt? Black people. But because they because they're in chains, black people already know about the chains. 
that isn't the that isn't the message that I, I could be completely wrong. I'm not. I'm looking at it as disingenuous way of trying to say I'm here to help. Right. Help. Don't show me. Don't don't waste your time on building a character so that you can right. you can show me that I'm here to help. Help. Right. Help. help. It's like like oh, it's it's like if you were starving to death and someone let me let me draw you a picture of some food. Is that is that <laughs> is it this? Right. I know I know it's not gonna I know it's not gonna feed you, but look but at it. But so look, you know I know. Yeah. So you know right. that I know you're hungry. Right. <laughs> okay. That, but so I, that's a nay on that. On that, to me. But I, I, I understand that there's good intent. Maybe there's maybe, and I'm going to really, really enforce this. Maybe there's good intention in that, right? Because I don't know those people. All I know is that they took a picture of something that didn't happen. That they they took a picture to create a situation that's never occurred to them, right? So I, I can't get behind that. If you want to help, help. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you're hungry. Here's a here's an empty package that used to have food in it. <laughs> I, I get you would like some food in this package. Uh, Duke Dre twenty three, Lord have mercy. Petey Green, hey Aries, it's your boy Dre. Man, I'm sitting here listening to the podcast episode one sixty four, having my breakfast, and you mentioned Petey Green, so I pull it up on my laptop and I see this nigga in a wicker chair eating watermelon, talking crazy shit. Aries, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. Orange juice and waffles damn near shot out of my mouth. And I think you said it. Uh, this is not a good look for black folks. And to all the brothers and sisters out there listening, if you're in my age group, 40 to 50, that is that uncle that showed up to the barbecue in a 1982-83 Cadillac Coupe de Ville or Lincoln Continental with a can of Court 45 and the council bumping Curtis Mayfield, tell me I ain't lying. I say this because this is my Uncle Reggie to a T. My mom and pops both work, and sometimes my Uncle Reggie would pick me up from school, and yeah, he was that nigga. Beer in the console, always talking shit, but he was always a good uncle. I think most families probably got a Petey Green in one way or another. And now on to some other stuff. I'm glad you liked my one to Sopranos reference. I thought it was a pretty good way to rank the shows or anything, really. I hope it catches on. Got to give Andy a big shout-out for recognizing that if Trump loses, it'll just be a small victory towards a much bigger problem. He's right. We got to get down to the roots of this shit. But in the meantime, I'll take the victory if we can get him out. And finally, I want to say thank you guys for doing the podcast, man. I really enjoy everything you guys talk about and you have me cracking up about. It's nice to turn off the fucking news or some Facebook bullshit and just go out to the garage, turn on the podcast, have a drink or fire up some smoke and chill. It really helps, man. All right. Love y'all, man. When you're able to get your asses up to Seattle, I'll be there. MJ is the greatest. Your boy, Dre. Yeah, dude. My, uh, my Petey Green was my Uncle Sam, uh, my mother's brother. And listen, coolest motherfucker in the world. He was too cool. And here's, here, here was this thing. He always had to be sharp. This motherfucker never could keep a job, but could claim he could cook anything like whatever it is you wanted that you couldn't, that wasn't the real thing. I remember when, when me and my, my sister first met him, he was like, y'all hungry? I said, yeah, we want Popeye's. Shit, I make Popeye's chicken better than Popeye's. I said, you make it just like the skin? Because I like that skin. Shit, I, I've created the recipe. So... Of course, chicken was shit. Um, but he always dressed sharp. You could ne- he was all and here's the thing. 
he never could keep a job. And but he had so much game and was so cool, he would leech off the women he was fucking. And it was weird because I'm like, how a nigga with no job get all this pussy because he would always wear business suits but ride around on a bicycle. Like he would ride around town in a three-piece <laughs> suit, nigga, on a bicycle, but didn't have a job, but got the bitches. And his thing was Al Green. Al, he thought he was Al Green was his man. Every time uh, in the mornings when he stayed with us, this nigga would be ironed. He ironed everything. His drawers, his socks. And while he ironing, you know, he had a perm, so he had a little wave cap and shit on. And there go Al. <laughs> Nothing happened now. I'm so tired of being alone. I'm so tired. Hey, hey what's happening, nephew? And that nigga put on that suit, and them silk socks, and them gaiters. Get on that huffy. And be out. Nigga, what do you do all day? Nigga, ride around the town in a business suit on a bicycle. So that was my Petey Green. Um, okay. So my grandmother, uh, when uh, I never met my grandfather because he, he died two weeks before I was born. My grandmother did, uh, I think they were married, but there was this, there was a, I never considered like my step grandfather or anything, but he was the dude that was like that kind of cool older dude. Mm. But, when I get my, when I think of the Petey Green thing that you said, and he ate, and this is the similarity that I'm going to tie in. Um, as a white guy, I got to be, I want to say this, but I mean, I, if it ruffles somebody, it ruffles somebody. I remember the Petey Green guys from, my, we grew up by the Air Force Base, is where we lived, and we used to go to the public pool. And when I go to the public pool, it was, it was right by the Air Force Base, and it was almost, I'd say it was 70% black. And there was always a watermelon that showed up. <laughs> and, 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 ah, the official nigga fruit. And, 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 and to put it in, pers- this, to, to tie this together is that my, that, that grandfather type of person that was in my life and uh, that the, the, the similarity between the two was they cut the watermelon with a pocket knife. That, that Damn. Was, that, 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 the whole... Yeah, watermelon, with, but a big pocket, like like you know, right. when they opened it up, it was, right. and they would just cut the watermelon, and then they would cut these sections out. But here's the thing that was missing for the Petey Green thing that was the kind of what made someone cooler the way they ate that watermelon that Petey Green didn't get into because he didn't have it at the time. The seeds, mm. how you got rid of your seeds, how he or in general, in general, you just spit them out, you spit them out, but. I, like this one dude, this one guy. Oh like, shit! He was able to have like I don't know, maybe fifty seeds, and then he would just go. He would eat the. He would eat him. He would eat the watermelon. Keep the seeds like on the side. Store up fifty, and then just go. And pop them out like that. Ah, the Negroes are special. Don't you know we we know tricks with the watermelon? That's called the machine gun speed pop. Niggas are great. We love that melon. Da, 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 da. Dude, and to this day, though, I, st- I love watermelon. I That's abs- nigga shit. And I, and I don't, and if I can get the old one with the seeds, that around the seeds area, that seed, that's where it tasted the best. That was the sweetest part. They have this new watermelon that doesn't have any seeds, and it doesn't have the same flavor. That being said, I got to tell you the story because it comes into this. It was one of, it was the first year we're on the road, and... I had been eating a lot of watermelon because it was in season, and we we're on the road, and we we're at that we we're in um, 
I forgot where we were, but we we're on. It's on like a wharf, and and, and I saw that they had fresh slices, and I saw it going to tables. It was the triangle slices of watermelon, right. and I wanted to order it, and I felt uncomfortable ordering it in front of you. And really? Not because any other reason, but it just seemed like what? What am I like? Is this is, you know? Am I? This was early in the relationship. Early in our relationship. Oh, I get it. And I was didn't now want. Now you'll order away. Yeah. Well, you know me, so okay. I. But look I ordered. I got, look what I got, nigga. <laughs> But and I, and I but then I did I, I finally ordered it and I and then you know then you have that moment where I ask you if you want you, know, you, you want some. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and, you know but you, the ra- the racism was was at that moment it wasn't like I was trying to be racist or thinking about it that I just I know that that's said that that's. It's it's a it's a black like you just right. said it's a black fruit. Uh, the, the, I, I was uncom I was uncomfortable. I'll eat watermelon in front of white people, but I do it with a knife and fork. Nah, man, I, I agree with Petey Green, man. Nah, nigga, that's but that ain't you ain't you ain't us. They they look they I can't I gotta fight the stigmatism. I like my favorite way to eat it. I eat I'll eat a little different. Even I, I like when I was a kid, I would just take uh, I would cut it so that. My dad would get mad too. I would cut it the the end. Well, the watermelons were longer. Right now they're round. Right. Well, let's discuss the mystery of the watermelon for a second. Because <laughs> you said something that I didn't even think about that made me go, "Fucking yeah, watermelons are not as sweet. No, like they used to be. And when they had the seeds, they were sweet. Let me tell you something. There is no, there was no other gratifying, satisfactory feeling." That when you bit into the right kind of watermelon, that sweetness would get hit you to your bones. And I don't eat watermelon watermelon often, but I have noticed when I eat it now, there's no seeds, and it's not as good. Yeah, the seeds. That's what it's. It, it's what are they? And you're right. They were oval. Yeah. Now they're round. Yeah. What did he do to the watermelon, yo? It, it's all that engineering, the uh, all all this GMO food, genetically wow. engineered, and and in, in I think it's in it might be in Japan, because uh, the, the land, goddamn Japs the the because the landmass for for doing these things is they actually grow the watermelon in in boxes. They they put the the what once it starts to become a watermelon, they put it in a, a box. Uh, like with, I think it's it's open so it gets sunlight, but it's in a box shape. So the watermelons are square, so you can stack them. Wow! So that's how they've they've done this over the time. But when it was the big oval, I used to cut off one of the ends, the and, end or the middle. No, the end, uh, because my dad would get mad about the middle because he knew that the middle was the sweetest part. And so if I fucked mm. with the middle. I was in trouble, but I would right. cut off one of the ends. I, and I would just, end. I would turn it like a bowl, and then eat out yeah, of it like a drum. drum. Yeah, like I would just take a spoon and I would eat, I would eat it out of it. Like I that. could never do that. The imagery <laughs> of that is horrific. Ah, look at them; they love it. It's like a drum. After they eat it, they bongo it. No, and then when on that, like what I said, my grandmother's uh, friend or whatever he was, he. Uh, he would just cut off those big triangles, and that was you just you, you were in it. Damn, dog, that's how we ate it. That's how we ate it. They fucked with the watermelon. Yeah, they fucked it up. Ah, do you see the irony? You remove the black seeds; it's not as good. <laughs> black people are needed <laughs> with seeds. Okay, 
Holy shit, I never fucking noticed that. See, but see, that does it. It's the inconvenience. See, white people have an inconvenience to black things. Those little black seeds were too inconvenient, and they found a way to get rid of them. Get rid of the nigga seeds. <laughs> we want to be able to enjoy you without <laughs> eating you. Um, okay. Danny, D-A-N-Y-I. Chikor. Danny Chikor. What the fuck are you? Yo, hey guys, big fan of the podcast. I have emailed before, but it was a shit one. Last time, last night, I watched The Town purely because of the podcast. I quite liked the film and loved the Boston accent. There's a driver. Let's get a driver, a fat kid with jelly on his shirt that doesn't have his combat boots tucked in because he thinks he's special fucking fossils. Right. I still haven't seen it because they're charging for it. Dude, you, dude, I got to see it, I know. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, you, you, you're just in the Coke and Xbox. Knock it out. Cut it out. Listen, it's never going to be me up there and your sister Shine playing fucking house. Get that through your fucking head. You want to visit, visit me? Come to Florida. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the podcast where we inserted the lines from The Departed. I thought that was great fucking timing. Most of them just want to slam a nigga's head through a plate glass window. Are you a corp or are you just appearing to be a corp? TV-wise, I was a huge fan of Breaking Bad. Never watched Sopranos, so I can't do a comparison. I couldn't fuck with power. Oh, Jesus. Every time you guys say this, you just... I, I can't even look at Andy. <laughs> I won't look directly at him. I feel like I'm, I'm looking at my father and he's disappointed. I just didn't succeed. Uh, couldn't go past episode two or three, but no. And I'd like to know why. Um, deny Chikor. Uh, if I could suggest anything, it would be Gangs of London. It only came out this year. Andy, you should have it on your $200 cable. I live in... Wiltshire rule England and born and bred in Zimbabwe. God damn. When I first moved to this area, I swear there was less than 10 blacks. By now, the number may have tripled. That image of George Floyd killed was so powerful that people are arranging protests out here in the middle of nowhere. But then social media also allows comments from people against the movement. Excuse me. And honestly, I'm, I'm considering quitting Facebook because people chat shit. All Lives Matter movement fucking up my mojo. My wife, Caucasian, has this line. She is, she is responding with saying All Lives Matter in response to Black Lives Matter. You need to slap that bitch. It's like being the spoilt kid, spoilt kid at a birthday party crying because they aren't getting as much attention. You still matter, but today is not about you. Well said, my man. In my workplace, I'm the only black guy, so usually quite conscious of what people say around me. A guy was fired for using the N-word. If I didn't work there, would this idiot have faced any action? I wonder. I have come to realize how I felt growing up in Zimbabwe. Race didn't really exist. I think this is because everyone around me was black. Yes, nigga, that is the reason. I didn't know I was black till I got to London. This nigga here... And now I live around white people who only, who only me as a black person. 
if I were to use my early years, I would say most white people only associate with white people and probably unaware of their race. Then all these protests uh, start and that whiteness is being rattled and it doesn't sit right with them. Now they care about white people who died at the hands of the police. I got to go work in the morning. Not all of us are comedians chilling at home all day. Nigga, sorry for you. <laughs> Danny. Regards, Danny. Danny Chikor, my middle name is C Shengitai. I know you motherfuckers struggle with African names. It's spelled C H E N G E T A Y I. Chengitai. P.S. Any idea? Uh, I use WhatsApp, which allows to send voice notes. Not sure if there's a limit to how long. Could could be great if the podcast could accommodate voice notes. Get a chance to hear what the other listeners sound like. And you Westerners won't have to guess how to say a real nigga name. Peace. I sensed a little anger in that towards the end. Yeah, I did too. He likes us, but he wants us to get our shit together. And learn how to pronounce Chengatai. Okay. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate you. Uh, anything? No, I, I heard about that, uh, the show that he's talking about. Oh, Gangs of, of England? Uh, of, of, of London. London. Yeah. I, I, heard, it, I heard it was good. Is it a period piece? I don't know. I just heard it was good. Someone yeah. told me it was good. So I, I, I didn't ask any questions. I just, whether it was good or not. I, I have to quote my man, Godfrey, here. He does a great bit where he talks about the guys that make those lock, stock, and barrel movies. Yeah. Some of those. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. He does this great bit where he goes, all those guys have the same storyline. He goes, they should just make a movie and goes, and he goes, it's called, oh, and, and the movie starts out, the guy goes, like we said before, I want my money, all don't have it. I want my money, all don't have it. I want more money. All don't have it. And he goes, and Jason's statement just comes out of nowhere and goes, he doesn't have his money. It's <laughs> hilarious. Shout out to Godfrey, man. A bit of genius. Um, but why? So, so that was that. That was a hard diss on just us getting to stay at home during. Uh, yeah, man. We what we do is lounge around in our drawers and socks and and think and yeah and eat and sleep and. We get ready. We grown babies, nigga. All right. Chris Haley, conspiracy theorist. Been listening to your podcast for like mad, made long. Mad long. You're supposed to say mad. He put made. For made long. Now, since, I, since I've... Dude, let me stop a second. And this is one of my pet peeves. When you write something, before you hit send, you don't proofread. I do. I got to proofread, dude. I do, but I, I still miss it. I don't know how. You, you miss it? Yeah. And even with the glasses on. Even with the glasses on. Whew. Okay. Maybe what you should have done is that maid, you should have wrote her a note about cleaning your room, and then she could have wrote a note back to you, and she could have had her proofread, and then you would have the communication would have been good. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, let me carry on because this is short. I'm currently on episode 91. Great two-part episode, 9091. The two movies I want to hear your perspective and Steinberg's is about two movies above 
Majestic and Stargate. Keep up the great work. I'm a little confused. Those two Perspective movies. and Steinberg's is about these two movies. Is it called Above Majestic and Stargate? Is that a movie? Above Majestic. Uh, Majestic. Or above? I don't know. I don't know of Above Majestic. Majestic. I know is a movie. It's the two movies above. I don't know either one of those movies. Uh, I know, I, I know Stargate a little bit. I don't think I ever watched it. I, I watched parts of it, and Majestic I never seen. Right. Uh, so I'm there was s- a great '80s movie that I fucking loved when I was a kid. I can't, I can't. The name escapes me. The plot was the guy plays video games, and the video game he plays in real life comes. Oh, that's that's isn't that. Yeah, no, I know which I know which you're talking about. To yeah. get him, they're, they're looking for him through the video through game. The video game to go fight yeah. the enemy. Yeah, I love the girl in that movie. One of my first jackoffs. <laughs> I'm in the '80s. I'm a teenager. <laughs> it's one of my first jackoffs, nigga, to this bitch. Sure. What the fuck is that? Is that not Stargate? Uh, it might. Is it? No, it can't be. I don't think so. Yeah, but it, you know the movie I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do know the movie you're talking about. I'm trying to figure out what it is, but I can't remember who's. I can't even remember who's in it. I don't either. But I remember it was he was in his. He had like a trailer home. Yeah, and then and like near the trailer home was this one business that had this one arcade, and he just played it all the time. And he was so good at it that yeah, they came and recruited him to fight the enemy. If anybody knows that movie, fucking please tell me. Um. Let me ask you this question, though. Yes. If you found out what the movie is and you watched it again... Would I jack off? Would you jack off again? No, because the body now, to me, at 45, didn't look how it looked at 11. Okay. Or 12, whatever age I was. Okay. Yeah, and I remember back in that age, a knee, nigga, a naked knee, <laughs> got you hard. Now, I'm a grown man. I done ran through porno stars, nigga. They ain't gonna do it for me like that. Uh, 80s Kid Chris... Movie and show to watch. In episode 164, you guys spoke on Don Cheadle. He's an awesome actor. If you have not seen it, please watch Brooklyn's Finest. It's allegedly the continuation of Training Day. I've not seen that. Wait a minute. How could it be the continuation if Brooklyn's Finest came out before Training Day? Wouldn't it be the other way around? If it's a continuation? I don't know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and if you have HBO, watch The Night Of. RoboCop is a classic. Another classic is The Lost Boys. Have a good one, and I support the podcast. Yeah, Lost Boys is a classic. Yeah, it was good. Um, RoboCop's classic. I never heard of The Night Of. No, neither have I. No? Let me see. I'll look it up real quick. And I got to tell you, man, I did see Brooklyn's Finest. <sighs> you know, I was hoping that when Don Cheadle and Wesley Snipes got together, it would be more gritty. I wanted to see some greediness on a New Jack City level. Because when you have those two kinds of talent, and Wesley plays a street nigga like nobody's business, and Don Cheadle is so good, he can do anything. Even though I've never seen really Don Cheadle go hard in the paint as far as hood shit. So I was disappointed in that movie from that standpoint. Uh, The Night Of has John Turturro in it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, then it's probably good. It's, it's the only person. Did you ever see Barton Fink? No. It's John Torrio, too, in that. 
Mm, that's he plays like a off dude, right? Like mentally off. It, the whole that whole movie's off. It, it's really? good. Yeah, it's good though. It's good. I almost I want to watch it again. Mm. I've been just trying to get through movies. I, I've been watching them. Like I've been consuming them. I haven't been watching. I've been consuming movies. Uh, Gold Hunter Bob YT. Hey Aries, I just want to say real quick. I really love you and Andy's podcast and comedy. Now I've been watching you podcast from the beginning. And I'm on episode 63, Reunited. In this episode, y'all mentioned Ghost in a Shell, and you said it was based off a video game, but it was actually based off an anime. I know you probably don't care about that, but I thought I would let you know. P.S. The anime Ghost in a Shell is actually really good, and I would give it a watch. If you have time, uh, it goes into more depth than the movie, and is better in my opinion. Actually, dude, Ghost in the Shell, Also, I did know it was anime. Uh, I also had the video game. For Sega Genesis. Um, so, yeah, I dug it. Um, my brother's in the anime. He's in the kung fu movies with the dubbing and, and anime. I, 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 can't, I can't get into that shit. I'm too old for cartoons. And I know you would think, well, how the fuck are you too old for cartoons but not video games? That's different. Video games is made for adults now. Uh, cartoons, I just I can't do it. And incidentally, a lot of them anime cartoons... Especially the fucking, well, I guess they're all Asian-based. A lot of rape. A lot of rape. Rape is big with y'all. <laughs> I, I, I don't watch anime, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 this is all coming as a news to me right now. <laughs> a lot of rape in anime, nigga. Well, it's cartoons, so I guess they can get away with di- different <laughs> things. Hypotenus. Uh <laughs> How much time we got? Uh, we're done whenever you want to be. All right. Well, how, 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 how long are we going over? We're just an hour and three. Oh, okay. Boy, I swear, dude, we get so... Once upon a time ago, it used to be a time when we would, I would get five, six emails, and that was it. And we could blow... We would do emails and a podcast in the same... I get so many emails now, dog. It's unfucking believable um, I'm trying to pick the really juicy ones. Uh, NB, let me see. Um, okay. Wade Martin, NBA all-time starting lineup. Aries, this lineup could compete with yours. You have Magic Johnson, Bird, Braun, and Shaq. I'm going to go with Ben Simmons at point guard. He's a 6'10 point guard with great vision and way more athleticism than Magic and a better finisher at the rim. Let me stop you right there. First of all, Magic was an underrated scorer. Magic could score his ass off. Um, Again, I don't get the whole more athletic thing. This man played five positions. He was literally a magician with the basketball. No way. And Ben Simmons can't shoot for shit. That's one of his knocks. No way. The the thing about Magic, uh, you know what's really funny is you put Jordan number one, then Magic is severely underrated. Because Jordan's number one? Because even though Jordan, I still think, is number one, not being able to put Magic at number one is underrating him. I mean, the things that he could do as a basketball player. There's plenty of people that you could put at number one, is what I'm saying. That, that, not plenty. Not, as opposed to who, Mike? I say that you could put Jordan at one. You could put Magic at one. You could put Kareem at one. Kobe, you could Kobe. People would fight you for on one, and Braun, you could fight for on one. That's always debatable. 
But but what I'm saying is on those other three, other than Magic, I'm saying Magic's game, the way that he made other people better at his game and could take over a game himself, it's hard not to say that he's number one. And and I go back and forth on this because I have I have a list of people that are just amazing basketball players to me. But I I believe Jordan's number one, and I still say that even saying Jordan's number one, that you underrate Magic by making him any after after Jordan. But you have to underrate even if he's two, because he should be one. But you can't because one is already to me one's established. But yeah, but but how do you say that this guy isn't is is important to basketball or didn't have the effect on the teams in the time that he played magic magic. I see your point. And if there was an MJ, I put him there. But that, 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 that's all I mean. It's, it's, right. a, it, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's, there's several players that you could say by not making them number one, you're underrating them, but you can't make them number one. There's just, to me, there's that bar Jordan's right. that. And then everybody else is, it, it's kind of like when we would say Richard Pryor, uh, you didn't count him on you. He was undisputed number one. So right. everybody else was. That's how I kind of feel about Jordan. There's a lot of under. There's a lot of people who deserve one, but there's only one that you can give it to. There you go. Um, <clears throat> uh, only knock is the nigga can't shoot, but he doesn't have to because these scores I'm gonna put around him at shooting guard. A prime Tracy McGrady before injuries when he played for Orlando and led the league in scoring those six to eight years. Nah, son. Nah. Six, eight long arms can do it all offensively, inside and out, uh, as a killer. Prime against anybody else's prime. McGrady was unbelievable. But not not against the top five I had. Nah, nah. Who, who am I taking out for Tracy McGrady in my top five? Well, you really can't. Exactly. But he's saying he could put a team against that top five. I'm telling you right now, based on what he's telling me, his team will lose. Um, Killer. Also great footwork in the post and got some height on MJ. That means nothing. At small forward, Kevin Durant, a seven-footer that is a top-five shooter in all time and has underrated defense and got some dog in him. Yeah, he's got so much dog in him, he skipped his team that had the, the Warriors on the ropes and joined the Warriors. That's how much dog he's got. I respect Larry Bird, but KD fucking that white boy up. Maybe, but he also might be matched up against LeBron. And LeBron has pretty much always shown him up. And Bron's in my top five. Um, there's no way Larry's slow ass could cover KD. If power forward to go against Bron, I'm going with Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Giannis is my number one pick I think him and Braun might cancel each other out Even though I think LeBron's the better player The Greek freak, 6'11 monster That has that old school mentality of I'm going to beat you till you quit And he can play multiple positions Yeah, and I don't know who in my five, top fives quits uh, The nigga dunks so fucking hard And flexes on niggas after he does it And stares them down he doesn't stop, though. He keeps coming and coming. And he's he, not in his prime yet, either. Right. I think this would really test LeBron's mental toughness going against the Greek freak every play. At center, since you got Shaq, I can only go with the center that game gave him the business in 95 finals. I won't argue with you here, dog. 
the dream Akeem Olajuwon. Way more talented post-work, offensively, skill-wise, a very good passer and a great defender. He also is tough, and I've heard Shaq on open court talking about how he would bow Hakeem. He would bow to Hakeem, and he would just laugh and say, Oh, Bo. Bo Hakeem. Nice move, big fella. Our team, point guard, Ben Simmons, 6'10", T-Mac, 6'8", small forward, KD, 7 foot. PF Greek Freak, 6'11", Hakeem, 7 foot. This means defensively we can switch all screens besides T-Mac switching on to Shaq. Everybody else is 6'10 and up. The length and athleticism my team has, bruh, your team not fucking with it. Magic and Bird are liabilities on defense, and we coming at them niggas. Love to hear your response. Peace. Also, my personal starting five, <clears throat> a point guard, Braun, shooting guard, MJ, small forward, KD, Power for KG, center shack. Nah, son. Listen, I said this before. Any team with Michael on it, I automatically give an 80% victory. 80%. That's just MJ, dude. Now you throw into the mix Magic. And, w- and listen, Magic might not have been the greatest defender, but you still got Michael out there who could defend his ass off. You got LeBron, who's a great defender. And you got Shaq in the paint. So who are we really talking about? Two dudes, Magic and Bird. If you look Baby at, I. If you look at Bird's numbers, they're not as bad defensively as people say. There's that too. Um, Bird is a is, is legendary sharpshooter. Jordan could shoot. Threes too. Magic, again, underrated score. Play all five positions. The only part you got me beat, I think... Is Akeem and Shaq. Yeah, I don't understand why you always take Shaq. I, I, oh, I, my God. I, First one since we've been on the road. No, no, no. The quarterback is toast. Go ahead. Dude, Shaq is always a liability at the end of the game, too. I, I, of the free throws. Yeah, I always, I, I always go Kareem and, and then Olajuwon. Does his starting five beat yours? <clears throat> I have a lot of the same players. I have KD. All right. And I had uh, Giannis. Right. I have Trace, uh, Tracy McGrady. I don't think I put Trace. I think I had, I had Magic, not Tracy. Is my, there's a lot of... Dude, there's a lot of matchups that I think would make great games. But And, and I'm going to say this, even though I didn't take Jordan, because I let you pick number one when we finally did our, our top 15. Right. But, yeah, the edge goes to you when you have Jordan. Right. Yeah, it's Jordan. It's the will to win. Dude, I didn't know this. And this is, I told, we talked about how I got ESPN Plus. I was watching on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and I didn't know, like I knew Jordan won more than one medal in the Olympics. The first one he won, he was a college player. Yeah. With, and uh, Bobby Knight was the coach, and Patrick Ewan was on that team. I didn't know until I saw this thing. Uh, just like with the Dream Team, the 92 Dream Team, before they began to play, they had college players, professional, not professional, college players play against the pros. Um, Chris Webber was on that team, Allen Houston, uh, Jamal Mashburn, Bobby Hurley. 
so I, I didn't know that was a regular thing. And so I'm saying, I'll say Jordan's college team, when they played the all pros of the NBA, they beat them twice. The pros couldn't beat them. Really? Jordan was on that team. And they said Jordan went off. So again, dude, any team with Jordan, 80% victory. That man is a monster. That man was a fucking monster, dude. I'm sorry, I can't go against Jordan. No. I, I don't. I only took the, I, I knew you were gonna take Jordan. That's why I took the teams I did, just to be competitive. Right. Okay, I think that's it. That's a wrap. Sorry I didn't get to all the emails again. Carry over uh, into next week's episode. I'll shout out to Rashad Simmons who sent me an email that I thought was the funniest about. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll get to it eventually, so I'll save it. But, yeah, uh, I just wanted to shout him out because he sent me a nice email that I enjoyed. It made me laugh. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, next Thursday I'll read the, read the rest of the best of the rest or whatever the fuck. Uh, Time to put some water on it. Showtime's coming. That's it. That's it. We're out. Can you feel it, baby?